The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to stop wasting time and make a shift towards enhanced productivity? Welcome to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration, featuring your host, David B. Savage. In our program, we will show you how leaders and their organizations are using collaboration to innovate and move ahead of their competition. It's not just about customers or employees or the board. It's working together throughout your company and with your stakeholders. Now, here is David B. Savage. Collaboration, the secret marathon and going the extra mile. That's what we're going to talk about today. We've got Sean Anderson, Martin Parnell, and Kate McKenzie. Uh, Three people I'm very proud to know and support and encourage you to know and support. They're uh, doing some incredible stuff. And as uh, Kate and I were just talking about before we went on the air, uh, we are better together. We can achieve bigger dreams by collaborating. My book, Breakthrough DS, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, aligns with going the distance together. No one gets left behind. Remember the African proverb? If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. The Secret Marathon, inspired by a story of courage, a young woman and her legendary marathon mentor train in secret for the Marathon of Afghanistan only to uncover that for the runners, this marathon is much more than just a race. We have legendary marathoner, and you'll hear more about my friend Martin Parnell, and and those that are regular listeners will know that Martin was just on our show a few weeks ago. He's the guy that did 250 marathons within one year for Right to Play and others. Filmmaker Kate McKenzie is talking about this amazing story and the film that they're creating now and how you can support them. We've also got the inspiring Sean Anderson. In 2017, Sean will finish his seventh book, walk across England and Ireland, take his go the extra mile message on a speaking tour in Central America. It's pretty cool. Now, I love mountains. I love activity. I love getting into the uh, adrenaline, the thermones, whatever it is, through being active in the mountains. In our backyard, we have the Great Divide Trail. The Great Divide Trail is similar to the American Continental Divide Trail, but it's a Great Divide Trail that goes up the Canadian Rockies. If you wanted to go from uh, start to finish, it starts at the Montana-Waterton Lakes National Park, Alberta border, and goes up. Um, up to Kakwa, and some people are actually now extending it up into the Yukon. There have been a number of people, there's maybe three to six people per summer that take up to a month to complete this great divide in the cra- uh, trail in the Canadian Rockies. Yeah, Explorer magazine just uh, 
last month published an article and it called it the greatest loneliest long trail in North America. You are not going to have the Pacific Crest or the Appalachian traffic jams on the Great Divide. You'll be able to go for days without seeing anybody else. My wife and I have been taking pieces of the Great Divide Trail each summer for the last few summers, and it takes preparation, experience, collaboration. And each summer we do, you know, I try to do a three to six day backpack. Now in the summer of 2015, we decided we would ask a friend. It's not only the more the merrier, but uh, when you're in grizzly territory and when you're on trails that actually are not marked, you have to use GPS at best. It's better to hike with four to six people. A little tougher to do it with two. Uh, mountain springs uh, were very dry in the summer 2015, and there's no real trail from Waterton to Castle Mountain Wilderness Area. Just GPS. So day one, get your head into this. Day one starts with a 17-kilometer or 12-mile hike with a 2,800-meter, one-mile elevation gain. That's just on the first day. By day three, there was little water. You know, it was pretty dry. Not, none of the springs were running. And no one else. We'd seen no one else in two days. Our friend was in trouble. She was very fit, but had no long-distance hiking or running or walking or backpacking experience. She was in trouble. She was at her head down. and She was chanting in grizzly territory. She kept separating herself due to the pain she was in. So late on day three, we had one chance to hike down a mountain creek drainage for about 11 kilometers or six and a half miles to get to a road and hitchhike back to our vehicle or continue on for at least two more days. When we expressed our concerns to our friend about the wilderness, the lack of trail, the lack of water, my wife and I, Lise, and I just said, you know, eh, we better not. You know, you're really struggling. Uh, you got your head down. You're missing the whole trip. I think we need to come back another time. Well, we had to overrule her because she just was determined that she was going to continue to go. She couldn't actually see the predicament she was in. Five hours later, when we got down to that road where we could hitchhike back to our vehicle, she could barely move, and yet she was determined she was going to go that extra mile, go that extra two or three days in the wilderness without water. So it's not about a particular event or a particular short-term goal. It's about being healthy together, keeping each other safe and healthy, and because we realized we could not trust our friend in the wilderness to keep herself safe and healthy and therefore keep us safe and healthy, we won't be taking her on another backpacking trip, or at least not without others and without a lot more pre-discussion. The reason I talk about this is it's really important. When we talk to Kate and Martin and Sean, you know, you'll be inspired. You'll want to get out there and do it. But be safe. You know, there's a lot of mountain climbers that have died because they think the objective is to get to the peak. The objective is actually to get back to base camp after you've done the peak. Just like negotiations. You know, oftentimes we, we think of a negotiation as a one-off deal. 
No, a re- uh, negotiation is a relationship. It is the way we are, the trust we build, the way we can collaborate, the way we can create shared value. And that's when I do my negotiation mastery circles. I do it over four semesters of four months each. It's a monthly routine with coaching, instructing, journaling, reading. It takes time to change our habits, change the way we are, and really build those positive, progressive relationships where we can all win and be better off. And it takes a group. Nobody negotiates by themselves. It's a system. So now, if you are tired of very short-term results, if you're tired and frustrated by others' failure to engage meaningfully, when you have an objective, your negotiations fail or your dreams fail, what do you do? You need commitment, you need time, you need focus, you need to go through those hills and valleys. In some ways, you need to fail so often, whether it's a long distance run or a business deal or helping women, helping all humans be freer in the ability to dream their dreams. Now let's, uh, let's invite Kate McKenzie and Martin Parnell into the conversation. Uh, be, let me introduce them first. And uh, these two are just amazing people I'm so proud of. Kate McKenzie is a professional communicator whose passion is to help people with great ideas creatively and effectively communicate their ideas to the world. She is the founder of Positive News Platform Worldviews Project, co-director and executive producer of The Secret Marathon Film, and author of Passport Project, an interactive book to help you explore and find adventures. She's currently completing her master's degree in digital media. And some of you already know my good friend Martin Parnell. He's the author of Marathon Quest and Running to the Edge and speaks on having a finish the race attitude, overcoming obstacles to achieve your full potential. Martin has written for and been covered by CNN, BBC, CBC, The Huffington Post, The Globe and Mail, The National Post, Runner's World, Men's Journal, Canadian Business, and Maclean's. In a five-year period from 2010 to 2014, Martin completed 10 extreme endurance quests. 10 extreme endurance quests, including running 250 marathons in one year and raising $1.3 million for Right to Play. Kate and Martin, welcome and... Uh, let us know. Tell us about your secret marathon and what's it, why is it so important to you? Well, thanks, David. Um, yeah, it's, it's been an amazing journey, and you talk about collaboration, and I have to say working with Kate and having Kate together with Kate and the journey we took to Afghanistan will only allow this story to, to come out um, really in a worldwide situation. It started somewhat uh, innocently back in October uh, 2015. My wife Sue gave me an article from the Guardian newspaper that talked about the very first marathon of Afghanistan. And what struck me was the, in the marathon there was one Afghan woman, her name was Zanab, and she was the very first uh, woman to complete a marathon. And as a runner, you know, the challenges uh, in training are hydration, nutrition, but for Zanab, it was abuse, verbal and physical abuse. Uh, people called her prostitute. Uh, they yelled at her. They threw stones at her. 
but she just persevered. She, she trained in her garden, and she ran the first marathon. And I was, I was sick at the time. I, I was recovering from a clot on the brain. And she inspired me to, to say to Sue that I, I, if I get better, I am going to go and run the 2016 Marathon of Afghanistan. And, and that was the path I was on um, during 2016 to get ready for that. And then I met Kate. Yes, and Kate, why is this so important to you, and what's it all about? Well, you know, when Martin first told me about this story, I just thought, oh my gosh, what an amazing story, because I think for me as a Canadian, you know, I sometimes take it for granted that I can just put on a pair of runners and head out the door, and and I'm free to run, right? I'm safe, and and here I was hearing about these other women and, and women that are just like me, you know, women that are attending university and they're same age as I am, and yet they aren't able to be free to go and run outside, right? And I thought, wow, you know, what could we do? Like, how can we, how can we help? Um, because I know what it feels like to feel scared when you're outside and, you know, I waited too long to go for my run at night and it's dark outside and, and you kind of, you don't, you don't really feel safe. And I couldn't imagine feeling that way every single day. And this idea that we could maybe do something, but by running with them, running alongside, that that would help everyone to be a little bit freer and, that just struck me as an amazing thing to do. And so I, I couldn't turn down the opportunity. And so Martin told me about this. I said, can I join you? Can I come? Because <laughs> I want to be part of this. I want to support what these women are doing. Yeah, it's such a fantastic thing when, when I think of some of the uh, 10K runs and things that I've done, Tough Mudder, et cetera. There's always crowds of people and lots of motivation, lots of advertising, Lots of people cheering you on, but this was a secret marathon. Even getting there had to be a secret. Tell, tell us a little more about that. Yeah, well, maybe uh, I should also add, and, you know, Kate is, is very modest. Uh, Kate not only wanted to come along, but she wanted to run a marathon. And uh, Kate, up to that point, was a 10K runner, and she said, if I'm going to be part of this, then, then I want to run a marathon. So I was honored to, to, to develop a training program, and Kate is a phenomenal student, and she stuck to a, a <laughs> 20-week program, 800 kilometers. And so together, uh, there was a lot of planning involved in, in getting to this start line, one of which was for Kate multifaceted, you know, training for a marathon. But on top of that, we had the whole security situation uh, over in Afghanistan, and, and that was a big hurdle to, to, to get over and to get our head around. Um, you know, we had warnings from um, the Canadian government on their travel advisory, obviously talking to people. You know, the single story out of Afghanistan is, is bombings, is Taliban, and so on and so forth. So we had to do a lot of due diligence, and as well, you know, Kate wanted to bring a film crew, and, uh, you know, Kate, that was, I mean, there was lots of challenges there, I would say. Yeah, I think one of the hardest things was that, you know, for a traditional film, you're usually talking about the film lots before you even, you know, are able to capture any of it, and you're, you know, getting all sorts of people on board, and yet, here we knew there was this amazing story that we wanted to be able to bring to the world, and, and really to share this story of courage with others, but yet we couldn't really talk to anyone about it. We had to keep it a secret because there was concern that if we talked about it too much, that it could 
you know, bring added pressure to the race that there, it could become a threat for a terrorist attack. And so, you know, we were only two months out from when we were going to be going over to do this marathon, and we still didn't know if we would get all of the funding we needed to go over and do this film. And it was at that point that really I think was one of our biggest collaborations because we had a local company called Viz as a telecommunications company, and they said, you know what, we believe in what you're doing. We want to have this world where everyone is free to run, and we're going to give you the seed funding you need to go over and do this because we understand you can't talk to a lot of people about this right now, but we believe this is too important to not share this story. Yeah. So, you know, 99% of us will just sit behind our TV set or listen to Voice America podcasts or iTunes. Why are you guys so crazy? (laughs) (laughs) I think... I'm from England, David. I'm from England. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's not so much... I mean, yeah, there's a huge risk. And when you look into your family's eyes and you can see that they're scared for you and... You're asking yourself, okay, really, why am I doing this? For me, it just came down to the idea that if there was inequality anywhere in the world, then there's inequality everywhere. And I want to be the kind of person that stands up for equality. I think, you know, in our world right now, there's a lot of people that are putting out messages of fear and misogyny and racism. And here's an opportunity for us to stand for something different and I just I felt compelled that, that that was worth fighting for and it was worth the risk of going over there to share this this story. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad and I know our listeners are so glad that you're doing this work. Um, just before we head to a break, Kate, what how can our listeners uh, find out more or or support what you're doing? Well, we'd love to have people check out the film at thesecretmarathon.com. That's where they can learn a little bit more about it, see the whole creative team, including my co-director, Scott Townend, and everyone that's been bringing this, this story together, and where they can also be part of the community that bring this, this film forward. We're still in the funding stages, so we'd love to have people that, that want to get their name in the credits and be part of the community that brings this story to the world. Yeah, isn't this an amazing thing that the independent filmmakers are bringing us the films that matter. A few weeks ago, we talked about She Has a Name, about human sexual trafficking. Uh, Here we've got The Secret Marathon. So we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be right back with Martin and Kate. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. David B. Savage and his book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, delivers a proven process to make collaboration work for you and your company. While creating the conditions that promote innovation and breakthroughs within and across your business and network, Seize this opportunity to join a movement of progressive, principled, and successful leaders. Engage with David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes today. Bring him to speak to your organization and engage his executive coaching and business consulting. 
See much more at davidbsavage.com. According to Kirkus Reviews, Savage's book Breakthrough to Yes, unlocking the possible within a culture of collaboration. While it addresses organizational collaboration, this book could be interpreted more broadly as a treatise on building a cooperative culture within families, groups, businesses, and government. David's Collaborative Leadership 360 Assessment is an evaluation resource that will get you moving forward. Contact us now for a free 30-minute conversation on how more collaborative leadership may benefit you by visiting davidbsavage.com. That's davidbsavage.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. To reach David B. Savage or his guest today, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to David at davidbsavage.com. Now, back to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. We are one. We can be independent and separate from the misogynists, the uh, ignorance, the wall builders, the, the people around our planet, uh, whether it's Daesh or whether it's uh, a certain American president or whomever in, around the world. We can, we can overcome. Sounds like a uh, song from the 60s. We will overcome. At the end of this segment, we will play our friend Chuck Rose's We Are One. And during the break, uh, Kate and Martin and I were just talking about uh, She Has a Name and the film. And I want to use that as a segue to there's some brilliant independent filmmaking happening. And in a time where Hollywood just seems to want to make action, violent comic book movies, we've got The Secret Marathon and She Has a Name. Kate, can you, can you draw the uh, connection there? I, I wasn't aware of the connection that you have. Yeah, so I'm I'm a huge fan of the film She Has a Name. I actually grew up going to school with the Kuman brothers, who uh, both the the writer Andrew Kuman and his brothers Matt and Dan, who were able to film She Has a Name. And you know, I think one of the things that often is talked about with film is this idea that you know there's not as many female filmmakers, and yet you know the Kumans have been a huge part of just mentoring me and you know bringing me you know under their wings, so to speak, to help me be able to tell these kinds of stories and to show me an example of how to be able to tell courageous stories and difficult stories and so yeah, I have a huge amount of respect for the film community in in Alberta wonderful glad to be part of that community and support that community um, now, in, in she has a name. The uh, it is a docu fiction, I guess. Uh, the young woman, the underage woman who's being enslaved and prostituted. Uh, uh, she's only referred to as uh, eighteen because she's in room eighteen. Uh, tell us a little bit about the women that you were collaborating with in Afghanistan in the secret marathon. Yeah, so, I mean, we had the pleasure to meet a whole bunch of women, and I think, you know, Martin started off by talking a little bit about some of the women we met, and and maybe I'll just let Martin share a little bit about um, meeting Kubra, because I think that really stood out to both of us. Yeah, for me, it was uh, it was an amazing trip, because I went there uh, with, a, with a goal, you know, with a goal of supporting... Uh, 
uh, women and girls uh, in running. It's something that I've taken to over the last 14, 15 years. Uh, it's a simple act, but uh, it's amazing that there is places where it is despised and attacked. And so uh, it really riled me up. I just, you know, we're, we're, we don't choose where we're born. Um, again, I was very, you know, I was born in England, live in Canada, very fortunate. People around the world, whether it's Afghanistan or some of the other, um, you know, war-torn countries, they don't choose where they're born. And so they have to deal with the cards they're dealt with. And I think we all have a role to, to do something about that. And so when I went there, I wanted to support them. But what happened is they ended up, rather than having a goal, I had a purpose. And that was when I met Cooper. And Cooper was a young woman uh, living in, uh, in Kabul. Uh, she had been through some very traumatic times. And she wanted to run the marathon, but she hadn't trained. She hadn't done enough training uh, due to um, uh, some issues she had had physically. Uh, but she really wanted to run it. And I realized that if I worked with Cooper and if I ran with her, we had a chance of her completing the marathon. And, and my purpose um, on that day, November the when we ran the marathon was to get Cooper across the line before the cutoff. And for me, it was, uh, it ended up being my slowest ever marathon, but quite frankly, one of my best ever. Um, and that's just, yeah, that was just part of seeing somebody achieve their goal um, and knowing that you had a hand in it. And that's really a, a message I want to share with everyone is, you know, see how you can help. Uh, there's many little ways. There's, you know, there's, there's different ways, families, friends, but especially people you don't know. And just think about how could I help somebody to do something uh, to make their life better and I don't even know them. So huge, a huge thing for me. Yeah, th- yeah, just I want to come back to uh, nobody gets left behind. You know, we, we go at the pace of the slowest because we finish together. Exactly. Kate. Yeah, I think, you know, Martin is definitely on to something here. And, I mean, not only did he help uh, Kubra get across that finish line, I mean, he helped me to even think that running a marathon was even a possibility. <laughs> 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 it was... You know, a year ago this time, I'm pretty sure I was saying, you know, why would anyone in their right mind want to run a marathon? <laughs> so, you know, I think oftentimes we we always look to celebrate, you know, the leaders, the people that win the races. And I think that's great. But I think there's also a huge role for those of us that are willing to stand alongside someone, run alongside of them, and just help them get a little bit closer to their goal. And that's Martin. Martin has certainly done that through for me in in coaching me to be able to get through this this journey my uh, you know of my own. But I think you know it's really caused me to reflect that I think each of us has a role to play in helping to make this journey that we're all going through a little bit easier. And so, so I think what's been neat is that along this whole marathon, we've just seen so many people that have come alongside and helped us to achieve this goal. And, and we're seeing that with the women in Afghanistan. I mean, Zanab, the first woman who ran the marathon in Afghanistan, she was, she was the first and only woman in that year. And yet we had a huge ripple effect. And this past year, there were six Afghan women that came. And so you, you think about where that ripple might go. I think sometimes we don't realize how just, you know, taking that first step, how much of an impact that could have. Yeah, any any thoughts or expectations or dreams for the 2017 fall Afghan marathon? Well, I I I, I won't be going unfortunately, but I did hear, 
and, and I think this is part of the ripple effect, is that um, there were a number of international runners who ran last year. It's already sold out for the international runners, which is, which is great news, and I can see an even bigger uh, group of Afghan men and women. And one thing I want to mention is not only the marathon, but there was a 10K run. And I want to mention that because there was 150 runners, of which there was almost 100 Afghan girls. And we talk about the ripple effect in the future. There's a group of, you know, girls that will become young women, and they're going to be the leaders. And, and this, is, this is the momentum that this race is going to have. Yeah, I think that, you know, what Martin's saying has a huge impact because, you know, what we've realized is that although this is a marathon, it's really about so much more than a marathon. It's really about so much more than running. This is about, you know, everyone feeling safe to be out in the public commons and to be able to have a voice and have that voice heard. And so a lot of these women that are participating, they're not elite athletes. They're not, you know, super athletes, anything like that but they've chosen to participate in this run because they see it as an opportunity to speak out about gender inequality. And, and so I think that's really incredible. Yeah, very, very courageous, strong leaders that I'm so thankful that you're celebrating and highlighting. And, and of course, it's actually not about Kate or Martin or any of the women, the six women that ran. This is an incredible metaphor for freedom. Inequality. Exactly, David. Yeah, so I think we're we're excited to see, you know, how might this this really start a full movement and that, you know, by, you know, coming and standing together in solidarity with people that are doing something so wonderful, how could we inspire that kind of movement, you know, not just in Afghanistan, but also back here in Canada? How do we help to create safe places here? How do we make sure that everywhere in the world people feel safe to go outside and go for a run? Yes. Now, the, the theme of this show is collaboration, a secret marathon, and going the extra mile. How have you seen the power of collaboration show up in this project? Uh, We've seen collaboration at so many levels. I mean, the fact that Martin reached out and even invited us at the beginning, that was huge. And I think, but then to see Viz come alongside us and support us. But I I think, too, what I've been so impressed by also is is my co-director. You know, it's it's rare that you get to have two people directing a film and collaborating on something together. And I've just seen what a wonderful gift that is. And so, you know, being able to co-direct and have an, you know, a mixed gender team co-directing has, I think, brought a really unique uh, perspective to this film. And so I think, you know, it really does show that, you know, we can actually bring a stronger perspective when we're doing this together. Yeah. Well, I I just also want to get back uh, to make sure that we've got some time to talk about how others can get involved with your film, The Secret Marathon. Definitely. So I think, you know, one of the things that is really neat about this film is that there wasn't a lot of us that were involved in the actual filming. So when we thought about the film credits, they're usually reserved for the cast and crew, but we decided we were going to do something different, that we wanted to celebrate the community that's been helping us to take this film across the finish line. And so 
We've received incredible support from so many Canadians and people that have said, yeah, I want to be part of this. So we thought it would be really neat to be able to honor them by putting them in the credits of our film. So we're so excited that when we get to finally screen this film, you'll see like hundreds of names and it'll be all the people that said, yeah, we believe in this and we want to be part of that. I think that's the ultimate sign of collaboration is just to be able to look at that huge set of names. Yes, celebrating together, recognition and and uh, and gratitude. I'm sure. Definitely, now, and I think. Now, oh, what, sorry, now what is it? What is what's your goal, the financial goal, and and uh, assuming that you make it, then what? Yeah, so we're looking to be able to crowdfund fifty thousand, and so we're looking at uh, you know we are one tenth of our way there right now, and we are wanting to encourage Canadians to help us get all the way through that that marathon of a funding goal. And you know, once we're able to achieve that, that means that we will be able to edit this film together and get it ready to to bring out for the rest of the world to see. So. You know, that's one way to get involved, but we're also really excited to to have more opportunities for partnership. When we started this film, we thought we'd be shooting, like, a short documentary, maybe 20 minutes long. And then we got over to Afghanistan, and we kept meeting amazing person after amazing person. And we realized that this story was so much larger than we had anticipated. And so that's opened up a whole bunch of new opportunities for partnerships and for people that they... Yeah, you know what? I believe in gender equality. I believe in a world where people are free to run. Then we we want to get them involved, and we want to have a huge community that takes this film across the finish line. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm this could turn into a franchise. You know, the secret marathon of uh, Inuvik, uh, the secret marathon of Central Park, New York, uh, the secret marathon of Russia. You know, it, this is such a, an inspiring story. And it's not going to end with the publication and release of the of the movie. No, I, David, I, and I agree. I think this is, and you know, Kate and I have talked about it, as has the team. The, the message underlying this film, it's, and what we sort of talk about, it's not necessarily about the marathon or, you know, a specific location. This is a message of freedom, of equality, that every woman should have and man to a certain degree in different areas. And that's the message we want to get out there is we've got to do this together. We can't do this individually. And that's where traveling with Kate, with the film crew, and then with the other runners, and now with the community that are supporting the film, this is uh, the momentum that's building will just build and build. And when the film comes out, we want to share it with schools and and different groups afterwards, community screenings. Um, We just feel this message is uh, will resonate, especially in our current, uh, you know, political climate. I think this is um, absolutely cr- crucial. I'm in for the long haul, as, as I usually am, and um, I'm super excited about where this is going. Yeah, we're we're really excited to be able to take this, especially to the next generation, and to share it, like Martin was saying, in schools because. You know, I think that we have this unique opportunity that, you know, one day I think that our children or the next generation, they're going to ask us, you know, what what did you do? What did you do when the world was seeming like there's a whole bunch of negative news stories going on? And and I think it would be amazing if we can say, well, let me show you what we did. You know, let me show you the film. Let me show you the stories that we were able to be part of telling and telling a different kind of story, right? 
And so I think this is such an amazing opportunity to be able to tell the next generation, hey, these are the kinds of heroes we want to support. These are the kinds of stories that we want to share. Thank you so much, Kate McKenzie and Martin Parnell, for bringing us the Secret Marathon and the invitation to all of us to be part of the credits. Thank you both. And we're going to go out with uh, Chuck Rose's We Are One. Do you know who you are? Do you care? There's so much in our hearts we have to share And the light in our soul keeps on shining like the sun I am you, you are me, we are one We are all one spirit, we are all one heart We are all one together, we are even one apart We are one in our soul and together we are whole I am you, you are me, we are one Who are you on your own, do you know? What's still there when you let everything go? If you find who you are when it's all been said and done I am you, you are me We are one We are all one spirit We are all one heart We are all one together We are even one apart We are one in our soul And together we are whole I am you, you are me We are one We are one with the seas And the flowers and the trees We are one with the future and the past We are one everywhere and in everything we share And the most important question we can ask Is who am I at my core? Who are you? Are we more than just the things we say and do? The answer's been around forever and it's only just begun I am you, you are me, we are one We are all one spirit, we are all one heart We are all one together, we are even one apart We are one in our soul and together we are whole I am you, you are me We are one, I am you, you are me, we are one. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. David B. Savage and his book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, delivers a proven process to make collaboration work for you and your company. While creating the conditions that promote innovation and breakthroughs within and across your business and network, seize this opportunity to join a movement of progressive, principled, and successful leaders. Engage with David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes today. Bring him to speak to your organization and engage his executive coaching and business consulting. 
see much more at davidbsavage.com. According to Kirkus Reviews, Savage's book Breakthrough to Yes, unlocking the possible within a culture of collaboration. While it addresses organizational collaboration, this book could be interpreted more broadly as a treatise on building a cooperative culture within families, groups, businesses, and government. David's Collaborative Leadership 360 Assessment is an evaluation resource that will get you moving forward. Contact us now for a free 30-minute conversation on how more collaborative leadership may benefit you by visiting davidbsavage.com. That's davidbsavage.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. To reach David B. Savage or his guest today, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to David at davidbsavage.com. Now, back to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. We are going the extra mile with this metaphor of running, walking, hiking, backpacking. And uh, the next great guest that I've got is Sean Anderson. Sean is the number one ranked motivational author, unlimited thinker, and lifetime entrepreneur with a history of inspiring others. A six-time author, 75,000-plus books sold. Wow, I'm green with envy, Sean. Um, Sean is also the creator of Extra Mile Day, a day recognizing the power we have, each have, to create positive change when we go the extra mile. That's November 1st, 2016. 560 cities made the declaration and recognized local Extra Mile heroes. Besides having inspired thousands through his speaking and writing, Sean's built a million-dollar company, pedaled a bike solo across the United States twice, and created adventures in 40-plus countries, including having walked 550 miles across Spain, 450 miles up the coast of Portugal, 750 miles around the island of Shikoku, Japan. And in 2017, Sean will finish his seventh book, walk across England and Ireland, take his go-the-extra-mile message on a speaking tour of Central America, and continue to build build on the success and reach the Extra Mile Day, November 11th. Sean Anderson, welcome. Well, it's my privilege to talk to you, my Canadian friend. How are you? Um, I'm my privilege to talk to you. Where, where are you today, Sean? I'm in Southern California in a place called Marina del Rey, just outside of Los Angeles, right near the beach. Wonderful. So you're uh, resting before this this amazing 2017 uh, and. My son lives in LA, and I've got lots of friends in that area in San Luis Obispo and Oakland. Uh, I trust it's sunny and warm and not raining anymore. Well, for those who love warm weather, you can't beat Southern California. But you've also got that part you have to sit on the 405 sometimes for 60 minutes to go eight miles. That's the <laughs> that's the drawback, right? <laughs> yeah, Sean. When my son moved down to LA about a dozen years ago, uh, I rented a uh, Mustang, and he had a motorcycle because as a student, that's all you can afford to buy, and there's public transit wasn't very good at the time. I'm just thinking that uh, going the extra mile with my Mustang on the freeways, I didn't go very far in any hour, 
with his uh, motorcycle, he could go between cars and on shoulders and go much further. And I'm thinking, you know, you could probably run or walk just about as fast as you can drive. And <laughs> Sometimes you probably can. You can go right up and pass up all those cars in five lanes and keep on walking and get there before they do. Well, 75,000 plus books, uh, probably by this time next year, you'll be, uh, we'll be talking again. It'll be over 100,000. What, why do you think people are buying Sean Anderson? Well, you know, initially, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life, David. I mean, my first business was when I was 10 years old and I was selling worms to fishermen. I would gather the night crawlers in the evening, place an ad in the papers for fishermen to read on Saturdays and Sundays, get out there at six o'clock in the morning and sell, you know, a dozen worms to these guys. And I learned a long time ago that, you know, if you wanted to really create a life that you love, if you really have a vision for your world that you, that you've got to do more than the status quo. And, and even though I didn't recognize it at first, this go the extra mile to do more, to be more, to live more, to give more was really planted on, you know, pretty early. And I think through my, throughout my writing, that message starts to resonate with people who really have a dream and a vision for their life. And they want to learn how to give that vision legs. And I think that's why my books have resonated. And I hope that they will continue to do so. Yeah, there, yeah, I could just hear the energy in your voice, and and you're not talking about well, when you're really tired, just go the extra mile. You're, you're I hear a lot of live your dream, and more than import, more importantly, be the person in your dream. Well, that's right. You know, I believe very strongly. I I, I want to ask people, what is your intention? What is the intention of your life? What do you want to do? Because that's where living a great life starts. You can never live a great life unless you know what that great life looks like to you. Because once the dream is established, it allows you to give that, that, that dream uh, step-by-step plans. And that allows you to take action daily on the step-by-step plans. And before you know it, what was once simply an, an intention, a vision, a goal becomes your reality. I am a firm believer that we can truly live the life we love. We just have to take the time to know what that looks like, not only in our career, in our financial state, in our relationships, and also in our health, in our entertainment, where we want to travel. What do you want to do with your life and then make it happen? Yeah, so it's not easy. Let's let's be clear about that. You know, you you didn't wake up one day a successful entrepreneur. You know, you you went a lot of miles to get there. Uh, but people like you and and I believe people like me, we just don't have any choice. This is this is our life, the only life we know about for sure. So let's just do it. Well, you know, that's exactly right. I, 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 I didn't do anything about that first number on my eventual tombstone or that second number when I was born and when I was dead. But all those dates in between, man, those are my yeah. dates. Those are your dates. Those are our dates to make something happen with our life that we choose to make happen. You can sit there and give lip service to a goal all day long and say, I'm going to take this trip and go to the Greek islands. But unless you call that travel agent, unless you set those dates, you're never going to go. You know, it's, it's sure, it's absolutely absolutely not easy. And fear knocks us all off of our horse when we start chasing goals. You know, I feel fear every single time that I get on stage and speak. I feel fear every time I read a new book review. But you know, there's one thing that that matters more to me and maybe to you. And and that's the, the fear of not doing 
it, of not going after it, that fear in itself is greater than the fear of possible rejection. Yeah. So what was the inspiration behind Extra Mile Day? Well, Extra Mile Day started in 2009 in Canada, like, you know, definitely the United States. I mean, we were getting so much bad financial news. People were losing their homes. Businesses were closing everywhere. Banks were even closing. Divorce rate was at an all-time high. People, I felt, were really starting to lose that sense of, man, what's my future going to look like? Do I have any control over it at all? And I wanted to remind people that if you truly want to create positive change and positive hope in your life, you don't look to the government to create change. You don't look to your spouse and say, hey, what are you doing to make our relationship better? You don't look to your boss and say, what are you going to do to make sure that I keep my job and make more money in the future? But you look at the man and the woman in the mirror and you say to that person, what are you going to do to make your life better? So I small voice. And I created what was called the Extra Mile America Tour in 2009. And in a Forrest Gump sort of way, I took my non-bicyclist body at that time. I was 47 years old and I pedaled 4,000 miles from one ocean as another o- to the other ocean, just as a symbol of going the extra mile. But along the way, my staff created events in 21 American cities where we had pre-identified over 200 people who had gone the extra mile in service or volunteerism or in fulfilling an amazing dream. And we had a chance to talk to those people. At the end of my tour, I gave away 10 thousand dollars of my own money to the stories most inspiring to me and it was during that tour that I created Extra Mile Day on November 1st 2009 23 American cities I celebrated the fact that they recognized their local heroes but I'm happy to say that in in November 1st 2016 there were 560 American cities amazing just amazing now now Share some stories about the extra mile people who you've met since 2009. Well, I'm really happy to share that, you know, because because going the extra mile is, for any of us is when we look at our situation and we all of a sudden we've lost hope. We don't think that there's any more wind left in our in our sails and we just can't go anymore. But some of these stories really are powerful. I'll take one guy I met in San Francisco. His name was Creighton Wong. Creighton came up to me and when he introduced himself, he had two fingers missing on one hand. He showed me his other hand. He had three fingers missing. I'd also noticed that Creighton, when he walked into the room, was walking with a limp. That was because he was an amputee and had a fake leg. See, the truth of it is, is Creighton Wong was born as a congenital amputee. He was born without fingers on both hands. He was born with only one leg. But Creighton did not let that stop him and he did not let that kind of physical hindrance prevent him from living the life that he loved or going the extra mile. Creighton Wong became a triathlete. He would run 26 miles. He would bicycle 100 miles. He would swim over a mile without the fingers, without the, without the leg. Life can only stop us when we choose to let it stop us. Sometimes it's just a matter of just saying, you know what, I want more, and I'm going to go get more, like Creighton showed me. Wow. What an inspiring man. One what? more story I'll tell you. I yeah. Was, there was a woman in, uh, in Iowa, the state of Iowa. When she was introduced to me, she was escorted up on somebody's arm. You see, Sheila Holdsworth was blind. She had two glass eyes. But it wasn't always like that for Sheila. When she was 10 years old, the orthodontic headgear that she was wearing for her teeth, one day it snapped. 
and when it snapped, it gouged out both of her eyes. So for the first 10 years of Sheila's life, she was able to see just as clearly as you and I can see right now, but after that, never again. Now, Sheila Holzwell could have decided to live her life as a blind person for the rest of her life, but she chose not to. Sheila Holsworth, when I met her, was considered a world record holder in international downhill skiing and trick water ski jumping. Sheila Holsworth had rode a bike tandem across her state of Iowa. Sheila Holsworth just shows you that even without eyes, you can still put fear behind and you can still do amazing physical things. All of us in our life have different obstacles that we have to overcome. We have to decide whether or not we're going to choose and let that obstacle block us or if we're going to find a way to get around it and go the extra mile to get to where we want to go. Yeah, so inspiring. I'm thinking some people think, wow, you need eyes, you need limbs, you need a lot of money. Uh, My friend Sean Coughlin told me about a Netflix series called The Kindness Project and Kindness Diaries where a man actually left California and motorcycled around the world with no money. He just asked for the kindness of strangers and he made it all the way around the world. So so everyone, let's get out of our stories and listen more to Sean and the examples that he has about people that have gone the extra mile and the incredible collaboration that you've generated as a result of this, Sean. Well, absolutely. You know, we we can only create something awesome when we bring in as many people in it as possible. Not only do we work diligently with all the cities in the mayor's offices trying to identify their their local extra mile heroes, they're working with the local organizations in their communities to find people that need to be clapped for, applauded for, and said, hey, way to go. So, you know, it's, it's when we plant that idea and we start sharing it with others and we collaborate and we start, we, that's when we can really just let one seed grow into a hundred seeds, grow into a thousand seeds. And before long, we have a huge forest that we created, not by one person, but by all working together. Yeah, we are together better. Now, why is this so important to you, Sean? Why is, it, why is the whole theme of going the extra mile important? Yeah, you know, you've, Dave, committed, because, you've committed uh, a lot, more than eight years plus. It's, you've probably been this way all the time. So what inspires well, you, you know, to we get, do we get this? one life, and I, I really, really just cherish that, that mystery, that great adventure that we all have of living this, this amazing life. And, and I don't want anybody to, you know, when they take their final long nap, to, to wish that they had done more things. I want to be that voice right now that reminds people that this is our time. This is our time to dream and to wish and to do and to take action because someday it's not going to be our time. And we will never create the change in our life, Dave, if we continue to do the same thing we're doing over and over and over. We will only create the change we want in our relationships and in our health and in our financial status and in our careers when we do more, when we give more, when we become more, when we make the extra two calls, when we do the extra three push-ups, when we run the extra 100 yards, when we bring the extra bouquet of flowers home. That's what's called going the extra mile. It's when we decide that we want to be other people's hero instead of looking for someone to be our hero. It's when we decide that we are going to be the change that we wish to see. Yeah, and and I will... I think everyone can hear the passion in Sean's voice. I will say, I'm in my early 60s. My wife has shared our commitment is 
in your 60s, it's as baby boomers, it's the best decade. We'll never have more resources, more freedom, more health than we do right now. And the flip side is the actuarials will tell us those people that say, I'll get around to it after I retire, generally are dead within a few years after retirement. So get around to it now and, and make this life wonderful. So, Sean, well, you, oh, go ahead. You know, I agree with that so, so much. I mean, I'm 54 year, years old, David, and I, you know, and, and like I said, this June, I'm going to walk across England and Ireland. We can still do things just because we go up in age into our 50s, into our 60s, into our 70s. Man, if we work daily on improving our health, we can do things like this. Yeah. So as we close here, Sean, what's one thing that you'd really encourage our listeners in 32 countries to be aware of, change, do, or be? Well, David, I think it's pretty simple. But if you really want to experience your greatest successes, your greatest adventures, your most amazing romances, your best contributions, never stop going the extra mile. Thank you, Sean Anderson. This has been uh, energetic. I want to walk with you. Let's backpack together someday. And uh, thank you for encouraging all of us. This has been awesome. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for empowering people around the world. So listeners, today we've had the theme of collaboration, the secret marathon, and going the extra mile. What is your extra mile? What's your secret marathon? What are you going to do now that you've heard Sean, Kate, and Martin? In collaboration, we are looking to break out of normal and break through to fresh and exciting insights and possibilities. Now, let's work together better. Talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in this week to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. Your host, David B. Savage, invites you to join us again for another engaging episode next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a breakthrough week.